Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plopsky, and welcome, you pussycats, folksmen, and women. I may be a volcano man, a happy loco man, if you will, but when you're a line of love, the blood on the coal may start me up in the Main Street rag. Hit my itch because it's just that kind of day. When you're a backdoor lover, of course. Come on and sing the ballad of Bobby and Jane from the Good Book song because the potatoes in the paddy wagon, I pretend to be nice. So I wish you well. If you look in the mirror and you're, you see you're a star, but you don't see me, well then, you're next to me one more time. I'll be running with the wolves to Waterloo because I'm a shapeshifter. It's a song along. So grab the skeletons of Quinto and fare away because I did no wander at old Joe's place when there was a full moon in Husavik, my hometown. Spin you around real wild, child, because it's a kiss at the end of the rainbow for money because that's what I want. Joining us today are the usual yaya ding-dongs, including... <laughs> Kevin, du jour around the world, Jager. That's me. <laughs> Kimberly, our three small words game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. And with us today is not just double trouble, but triple trouble, who are filled with a mighty wind. Let's, we've got, <laughs> we've got two hammies and a tammy. Let's give a big Broadway wasted <laughs> welcome. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Aaron J. Albano, Haley Butchun, and Nikisha Williams. Y'all ready for this? So I think ding dong. I think I'm keeping two hammies and a tammy. Two hammies and a tammy. Excellent. Two hammies and a tammy. Two hammies and a tammy. Two Hamiltons and a tammy. I know, but how are you spelling that? I'm making a hashtag as we speak. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> both, uh, both with MMY. Okay, great. Yeah. How proud um, were you when you thought of that? 
Honestly, I didn't read this. I wrote this like last week. I didn't read it again till right now. And I got really proud a second time. <laughs> it's really great. It's good. Yes. Um, we've got a lot to cover here because I will be the first one to say it. I think this was my favorite week of doing the movie podcast. Yeah. 1,000%. Um, so Until good. we do Britney Spears' Crossroads, then yes. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, uh, but let's go around the horn. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Kimberly, let's start with you and whatever lovely cocktail you have in front of you. Absolutely. I have discovered um, Empress Gin, which is blue. It's like a deep indigo color. And then when you squeeze lemon into it, it turns fuchsia. Now, Ooh. today, I was going to do a demonstration for you. However, I'm out of lemon. And so I thought it would work with orange juice, and now it just looks like a potion. <laughs> That's nice. It's like a unicorn cocktail. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, Kevin, cool kid Kevin from DuJour. <laughs> oh, super fancy. Uh, my sunglasses after my surgery. Um, I am drinking uh, fancy H2O, because I'm still doing this eight-week challenge where I can't eat fun or eat or drink fun stuff so i'm drinking water and it's lovely water's fun it's also really hot out so like the water's yeah. hitting the spot Nikisha? earlier it was so hot <laughs> yes uh i'm with you kevin i'm also drinking water and my water bottle's around here somewhere because i'm still at my parents house and i need to get alcohol because they don't they don't have alcohol so idiot <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haley. Okay, I'm finishing some rosé, and then after that, I found, I texted my girlfriends from Kansas, because I only know the um, Spiked Seltzer brand, it's literally called Spiked Seltzer with the mermaids on it, Mm -hmm. Um, but now being in Arizona, I'm learning all about these new Spiked Seltzers, and my girlfriend said you should try Busy. Because it's got antioxidants in it, it's very healthy, so I've got this coming up, which Busy Pineapple Mango Hard Seltz. Cool. Aaron? I am on my last glass of Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Then I will be drinking water because I haven't gone to the liquor store yet. (laughs) Um, What uh, are you drinking, Brian? Just a a blue moon. With or without the orange? (laughs) No orange, just straight from the bottle. Casual. Um, But today... Uh, we have our theme of fake bands, um, and that includes uh, the bands of Fire Saga, the band Josie and the Pussycats, and everyone from the folk, the folksmen to um, Mitch and Mindy. So we're going to talk about Mickey. all of them. What? Mitch and Mickey. Mickey, Mickey. Mickey sorry, sorry. Um, Mitch and Mickey. Um, so let us, uh, let's start. We're going to go in reverse chronological order. So we'll start with Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Then we'll go into A Mighty Wind. Uh, and then we'll finish with um, one of the uh, greatest films of all time, Josie and the Pussycats. Absolutely. Um, uh, and uh, we'll talk to that. Um, but let's start with uh, Eurovision Fire Saga. Um, so that's on Netflix. That just came out. So I'm not going to go around. Who who had seen? Just raise your hand or say hi. Um, who had seen it before we decided to watch it for this? Nobody. Okay, I had seen it three times before we decided to watch. <laughs> so I watched it. Why am I shocked and yet not shocked at all? Um, it's 
been on my Spotify mix. I like at the end of the year, Yaya Ding Dong is going to be my and my hometown will will be one and two, no question. Yeah. Um, but uh, just like last year was Box Lux was two years ago. Box Lux was my number yeah. one. Um, but uh, so none of us had saw it, seen it except for me. Um, let's just go around. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Do you, I forget, we talked about him briefly, I think at one point, are you Will Ferrell fans? Did it not matter for this? Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, let's start with Aaron. Um, I did not know about this movie at all. And I'm, I'm like a moderate Will Ferrell fan. Like I don't mind him. I don't go out of my way to go see his movies, but I liked him on, I liked him whenever I like him whenever he like guests on SNL, but mm-hmm. I, and so this movie was kind of one of those like, if I get to it, I get to it. And so when you, when we assigned it, I was like, okay, I'll watch it, and I'm so glad I did, <laughs> because if I was in, if I still bought CDs for my car, this would absolutely be <laughs> one thousand percent yes. A soundtrack in my car. Totally. All of these movies this week were soundtracks in my car, and 100%. Eurovision would just be added to it. Uh, Haley. <laughs> Um, I had not seen this. I feel like it just came out on Netflix. Yeah, it came out like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I don't watch movies. So honestly, watching movies with you guys is the only time I ever watch movies unless sure. I saw them when I was in middle school or high school. I don't watch movies. Um, so when Eurovision came up, I was like, that looks fun. And I was like, I'll never watch that because I just don't watch movies. And I'm so glad I did. It's so I just loved it. And exactly what Aaron said, I need to buy the soundtrack. Like I've got to do like Fuerte turns to to, um, double trouble. (laughs) trouble. Like like, I just want to live my jazz competition life. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I forget, are you pro or anti Will Ferrell in general? Oh, we're right. I love Will Ferrell. I love, I could quote everything from Anchorman. I am a huge, huge Will Ferrell stan. And also Rachel McAdams, she can do no wrong. Um, and also the country of Iceland can do no wrong. Um, mm. It's beautiful and everyone should go there. Agreed. Um, that's, I have a blue moon for the Blue Lagoon. Oh. oh. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, Nikisha. Yeah, uh, so I'm kind of like Aaron. I am like a moderate fan of, of Will Ferrell. I don't think I've seen something that I didn't like of his. Uh, and a lot of people on my Facebook and Instagram are talking about Eurovision. And so I'm glad that we got the opportunity to uh, watch it. And I am obsessed with Rachel McAdams. Like uh, Haley said, I, I love everything that she's done. So it was really also nice to see her in more of a comedic uh, way because it's something I love her as are the rom-coms. And uh, I loved this movie. I was rooting for the characters. Um, I thought the music was great. It was just super fun and lighthearted. And once we get like deep, deep into it, there's like a couple of quotes that kind of got me. I was like, wow, this is this, this is kind of cutting deep as a musician. Like I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the movie overall was excellent. And Yaya Ding Dong will definitely be a uh, wedding summer. banger for me. <laughs> Song of the summer. Song of the Summer. <laughs> Kevin? Um, yeah, my brother's been pushing me to watch this movie because he watched it and loved it so much. And he was like, this is the kind of movie you and I would watch at one in the morning and like cry laughing while eating the DiGiorno pizza. That was like our like high school and college like bonding stuff we did. Um, I love Will Ferrell, but I think in the past few years, his like shtick has gotten a little ugh. 
Um, it's been like, are just tired. But what I love about sure. this movie is that it's an, it's a Rachel McAdams movie where Will Ferrell plays like a really strong supporting part. And like the movie never forgets that and doesn't like, so like, I just loved it. I've listened to the, my hometown song on YouTube, like legit, like 40 times already since I watched the movie last night, I woke up and immediately turned it on and watched it as I was getting like making breakfast. Um, yeah, this is a fantastic movie. It reminded me a lot of Pitch Perfect, but like Pitch Perfect mixed with like the bro movies that Will Ferrell does so well. It was like a nice mm, marriage. Sure. And I super loved it. Kimberly? Um, I go back and forth on Will Ferrell movies. I Now that I'm thinking about the ones I like, I like the more ridiculous ones. And literally in my mind, I'm like, I like the ones where he has a longer wig. <laughs> I don't know why, but somehow all of the characters I prefer <laughs> longer hair. Because um, I don't love Anchorman. Mm-hmm. But I think I've only seen it once, though. And I've I never seen like, it. Oh, I saw it once and I was like, all these boys are dumb. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, I love it. I love Lamp. I love it. Scott, <laughs> um, Scotch. I love Scotch, but I like love Blades of Glory. So <laughs> I love Blades of Glory. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. And this was very much Blades of Glory vibe with all of the like big spectacle numbers. Um, however, I watched it with my parents, my dad who loves dumb movies, and my mom who hates them. And so it was a very interesting experience because me, like me, my dad, and Jay would be like about to laugh and my mom would go like this is stupid oh we all have to go, mm-hmm. what a buzzkill mom oh, i'm excited um, to watch it again by myself um i enjoy will ferrell a lot i, I agree with kevin it's a lot of overkill for like you know like the rock like someone just gets there's too much exposure and you kind of like yeah. you get used to that type of comedy um so with him i definitely there, there, i I've recently enjoyed him more like um, like you all said in like more like smaller roles where he like plays a big part or or he's like, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I love this movie as you probably can all guess. Um, uh, um, um, but I will say that I think I tweeted this a couple weeks ago, but um, the first time I watched this, um, Rachel McAdams is the comic genius of our time and she doesn't get enough credit for it because... When I think of Mean Girls, I think of Regina George. I do not think of Rachel McAdams. When I saw her in this and I was like, I was, I, I, it, Regina George in Mean Girls is always the last thing that I think that she did because that character transcends her as an actress because she made her that way. And yeah. like, it's just like, she's just so funny in that. And if you guys ever saw Game Night, She's spectacular in Game oh, Night. Yes. Oh, I haven't seen that. She's I forgot just about like, that movie. And she's, I just like, I'm, and like, she's also one of my favorite movies about time. Not the time traveler's wife, about time. Um, about time but, is great. Thank you. Um, but she's great. But what I do want to do is I do want to take a step back. And um, it seems like Nikisha and I have become Eurovision. Um, um, aficionados. Aficionados. <laughs> Even though we have never seen a second of Eurovision, and this year's was canceled, yes. um, but I we did deep dives. Th- I didn't know Eurovision was a real thing. So that's I what I wanted to ask I you all. Did anyone know that Eurovision was like a thing? Yeah. 
No. I remember, because I, I, I forgot it was a real thing, but I remember, like, what was it, 2014 when Conchita won and it was a sure. huge deal? Yeah. It was all over the news, all over anything. I was like, oh, yeah. And then when she showed up in... Um, in, song uh, along? In, song along. Yeah, in the song along, in the Megamix. <laughs> like, I... Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, so that's when I Will Ferrell is married to a Swedish woman, and through her, he got very into and enamored by um, Eurovision. And they went the year that Sweden won a couple of years ago. Cool. So he got, like, no pun intended, he got swept up in, no pun intended, he got swept up in all of the craziness of that because his wife was cheering for them. Anyway, long story short, he created this. There are tons of like vulture articles on like what they got right, what they got wrong, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter. Um, so that's Eurovision. I, I do, let's let's go around. Um, what are some things that really, really, really worked for you in this movie? Um, Kevin, let's start with you. Um, I mean, the music is incredible and infectious. It's the same thing as Pitch Perfect where like, even if there's moments in the script that are kind of silly and like, you're like, okay, but like, the music just glides you through. So like, I found myself like laughing more. It's like stupid stuff just because like the music put me in such a good mood. Mm -hmm. Um, the chemistry between Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell is real. Um, and they don't ever take that for granted as an important part of the movie. It's not just like everyone will accept that they have these feelings. Like I actually got like that same kind of rom-com feel when they kiss at the end, just because like, it, they just were so good in their connections. Um, and I loved, I loved the multiculturalness of this movie and how like at the end of the film, when they were showing like the names of the people who were in the movie and they put like the flag of what country they were from, sure. like that was really cool. And it's just like, this movie just felt like larger than life because of a lot of that. Um, and what's his name? Uh, Dan Stevens. Yeah. Um, I think he's incredible in this and his like overly vibrato opera, like Russian man voice was like, I was living for that. Um, yeah. So it's I just, not him though. He is dumb. Yeah. Someone else is singing. Oh that. yeah. I mean, for sure. Okay. Uh, but like that, like he was the beast. He was okay. the beast. And that they like, they used the, they used his character to like make commentary about like, the awful things happening in Russia, like against like LGBTQ people. So like to have that like brought up that moment, Rachel, like when he said there's no gay people in Russia and Rachel McAdams character goes, that's statistically not possible. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they did such a good job of, and like the way that Will Ferrell made fun of Americans and how everyone else hates us in the world. Like mm. so many good moments where I was like, this was handled so gracefully in like in, fed into the comedy so well that like I learned something or maybe didn't learn something, but like kept something in perspective while I was also laughing. Sure. This is just the kind of movie that I know I'm going to watch multiple times. Like and randomly be like, Oh, I'm bored. It's an afternoon. I have to like do this on the computer. So I'm going to throw on Eurovision. Like this is going to yeah. be a thing I watch a lot. Uh, Nikisha, what worked for you? What, 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 like, what did you really dig about this? Yeah, so I agree with everything Kevin said about how the commentary on the social aspect fed into the comedy really well um, to where it makes you think about it. But like Kevin said, you're still just, you know, laughing and having a good time all the way through, like following everyone. And no, there's not really like 
bad guys in the movie. Like everyone just becomes so supportive of the whole thing. And never have I ever been so invested. Like I would stop the movie and like look up everything about like what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, and when I found out that it was actually a thing, because when that whole musical montage happens, the song along, I was like, these people are being in a way that makes me think they are more important to the story and what's going on. So I immediately mm-hmm. like just stopped and was like, oh, these are all the, the past winners. Okay, great, great, great. And then, um, of course, because I am a music major, I was like, who's singing for Rachel McAdams? I need to look this up and see sure. what's going on. Um, and when I found out, <laughs> because it was just so funny how the article that I read worded it, because Rachel McAdams was like, yeah, I was singing. And so then they took this Swedish singer, her name is um, Molly Sandin, they took her voice and just uh, in parts where I was a little bit weak, they took her voice and kind of just elevated it and added it to mine so that it just kind of, you know, that's everyone's what they even tell people in Hollywood. That's, <laughs> that's what everyone in Hollywood is told. <laughs> which is why I was erased. Exactly. Which is why I was hackling. But it literally, she was like, no, like I was singing, but then it was just her voice was blended into mine. So anyway, kudos to both. Bless. Um, because... The mix sounds great, and Rachel McAdams can literally do, mo- do no wrong. And Brandon, that's a great point because I always forget about Mean Girls because I don't mm. think of her as Rachel McAdams. When I when I hear her name, I think The Notebook. Totally, I never think of it's, Regina George, which is so would, crazy. It's it's the best performance in a movie in the past like twenty years. Truly, percent work. Like, I agree, I, but that's that that's high praise. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, she's she's just talented. But yeah, I, I love yeah. the story. Oh, and then there was the quote at the end when uh, they, it was semifinals and everything was crazy and they were fighting because he was like, Will Ferrell was like, let's go home and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, I'm going to go and sit in that artist circle because I am an artist. And I am, when I sit there and nobody votes for us, I'm going to sit there and take it because I am more than this competition. And I just dropped everything mm. and was like, <laughs> this is so great. Oh yeah. my gosh. But yeah, that was like one of my. Oh, and when she was sitting alone, like right when she sat down and started like crying, but holding it in, I wanted to hug her so bad. Like, yeah. so bad. It was just amazing. But yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that I would recommend to other people and watch again. And it's just a fun, lighthearted time. It was good. Kimberly? Um, my favorite part of this movie was watching my mom figure out where she knew Dan Stevens from. <laughs> Matthew Crawley? Yes. I kept being like, picture him coming home from the war. Picture him <laughs> in a different time. Posing <laughs> <laughs> in the snow. Yeah, I was like, picture him dead. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Yeah. Abby spoilers, friends. Um... But obviously the best part of this film, which I can't believe no one has said yet, is the existence of elves. 100%. <laughs> it's a real thing in Iceland. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever seen. I want to build a weird little elf thing. And like, I will go and bring wine to my elves and they will murder my enemies. Yeah. When he said, I'm going to leave this knife here for more murders. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so good. That was one of those moments that was like classic Will Ferrell at his best. Yeah. Yeah. 
for more murders. <laughs> oh, I do that, Kevin. Actually, good point. I do want to say, as Nikisha and I probably have dug deep into, um, they both got dialect coaches for their Icelandic accents. Oh, good. And and good. I I actually think I was never. Yes, they were funny, and I was laughing at them, obviously. But like, I was never off put by it. It never felt like a part of the comedy. It just aided in the comedy. It, didn't, it never felt like a crutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciated yes. that. Yeah, um, Haley. That's actually a great segue into my thoughts because I wanted to comment on their accents of how um, real I thought they were. Um, I recently just went to Iceland last year, so it's mm-hmm. somewhat fresh in my mind. Um, but I also really enjoyed how Rachel McAdams character, even just looking at her in the film, you would think that they're going to portray her as this like dumb woman who's just like, she's just dumb. Um, but she She was actually really, really, sorry. The very beginning secrets dancing. She can't speak. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like just dumb and weak and stupid and doesn't stand up for herself. And I really enjoyed that her character was like, she called people out and was smart the whole time. And she mm. never really had to second guess any of her own thoughts. And I and really appreciated that as like I can, a comedic movie. If I can add weirdly, the scene where he's stuffing himself and she does the camel toe tr- was actually like, yes, it was hilarious. And I, I still laugh thinking about it, but it was kind of like a game changing moment because it allowed in so many movies, the guy is the fun, goofy one, and the woman's the, like, head-shaking one. And I feel like in that part of this movie, it allowed for the two of them to be on equal playing fields of comedy. Um, yeah. And, and, and I think that feeds into, like, it made me... It made, you know when we watch movies and, like, the people who can sing start singing, there's a weight lifted off your shoulders? I feel like that was a moment where the weight was lifted. Where like, oh, they're going to let her be funny, not just give her this elf um, plot line. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. And um, it just felt very authentic, even though it's a comedy. Like, the whole thing felt very authentic because I feel like, and this is not a, a like a downplay on European music, but Euro music is very specific and um, playful and of another world, I feel like, at least for American ears and us world, us Americans. Um, you can cut that. Um, but... <laughs> everything was so real and honest and I really appreciated that. Um, The one thing I will say (laughs) is I, if I were at a sing-along party, I would have to leave. That is my nightmare. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Someone doesn't like Marie's crisis. (laughs) Uh, I've been there. I think I was like 20 years old. So I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I would have to go back. But sure. I would live that. <laughs> uh, Aaron, um, to pick to piggyback off of you two, two things, three things, two things. I forget. One, <laughs> the um, to go off of Rachel McAdams because my favorite thing about her, especially with that scene, is because mm-hmm. you know with like Will Ferrell movies, Judd Apatow movies, all these like comedy comedy of today, like the comedy of this generation of movies, like you could tell it's like loosely written but they're just gonna riff and you're just gonna keep whatever is funniest and you could tell this entire movie because will ferrell at this point is like comic genius rachel mcadams could hang and she could hang well she can like the whole movie 
And she's not known for this type of comedy, I wouldn't, I would say. And yeah. so I was like, I mean, especially with that, with that scene, I'm like, I bet you that wasn't even written. I bet you she just came up with that and it was brilliant. B, my favorite thing about what really worked for me in terms of the whole movie was, was the song along. And the song along specifically because parody movies like this, like they could go either like they're just making fun of the thing or they're like uh-huh. homage to the thing. And the best movies like this are the ones that are a little bit of both. And sure. that song along where all of the previous winners are there sort of gives this movie like validity and sort of credence where I was like, okay, so they're making fun of it, but it's in this very honoring way that all these people are on board because if they were being like dicky about it, I don't think these people would have signed up. Like this, this institution that's, that means a lot to all of these people on the screen, like they like signed up and were in for it. And I watched, I, sent it into our um into our group chat like there's a video where other like eurovision contestants are watching the movie and they, like you watch them that was watch a them, great like, youtube video it's i was awesome. i really enjoyed that but especially when they're watching like the song along like they're gagging just like we are a little bit like like low-key bitter because they weren't asked to be a part of it but, like, <laughs> all well, you gotta win like, uh, right? <laughs> and all of them were like, this is so fun. This is so cool. Like, maybe we'll be in the sequel. Like, mm-hmm. and so it was that sort of, like, the actual people were, like, signing off on the movie, which made me happy to believe in the movie more. Does that make sense? Sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And my last, my, my last MVP, oh. oh wait, wait, Kevin, ahead. did you want to say something? I was just going to yeah. add a tiny little caveat to that, yeah. too. I also love that, like, as Americans, we're so used to thinking that like everyone just watches our movies and listens to our music, but like to see all these artists and these amazing people that like aren't always on our American radar, like that was so awesome to see these people like living their best lives and like getting to be highlighted as amazing stars from their own place. Yeah. And my, and my last one, like my, like MVP of the movie was the dude in the, Icelandic bar that just in kept on like that just yelling, especially when he's like, "She's singing in Icelandic." Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the best part of the whole movie. I actually I like, think um, I read on because when I'm watching a movie, I read the IMDb trivia the entire time. Sure, nice. I think that guy. I could be wrong. I think that guy, from what I read, was the first person like cast from auditions. Word, and they didn't know like where he was going to go. But the director was like, that guy's great. We have to have him. We're casting you right here, right now. Here's, <laughs> it's, like, it's an iconic part. Just exposition bar guy. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple things here. Um, I think that the movie does an excellent job of balancing the fact that they're screw-ups with the fact that they actually write good music so you could believe why Iceland wouldn't want to send them but you also believe how they could hang with the big kids um, at the Eurovision I thought that was really well I mean the bottom line is that really just goes into how good those songs are but like Mm -hmm. it balances out nicely um I think the dubbing overall is excellent excellent Um, Rachel McAdams with her lip syncing is everyone should watch this and learn 
Yeah. Um, I, I was like, think she's that, acting like she's singing. It's great. <laughs> the, that last, I think Kevin mentioned it, was the one who mentioned it. That last Husevik, when they changed the, usually you get so mad at characters for like, no, you want to win. Like when she's like, we'll get disqualified if we change the song. Like I was just like all in on, on, on their story. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. that was like, Kevin. It's also powerful that like, like what I think, I think Nikisha or Haley said it earlier that like with the with her character with Rachel McAdams' character they didn't like make her like this stupid girl who like like later on she learned a lesson like that entire song is like the theme of the movie for her character and like she was the one who stuck close to her roots and like the way that they get to this amazing place is by her releasing her voice through this song and basically saying like. All I want is at home. Like, you want this big world. Like, my big world is you. And, like, I loved how, like, that that gave me chills, especially when she sang in Icelandic. And, like, I don't even know Icelandic, and I'm not an Icelandic human being. But, like, that I got such welled with pride the way those, I could feel those people feeling the pride in the movie just when they were like, oh, my sure. gosh. Because they even said earlier on that, like, no one wins if you sing in your, like, Icelandic, like, she's going to have to sing in English to win. And like mm-hmm. the fact that she sang in her own language, they just like, it was so good. I mean, that's the um, build of the song too. The build of the song manipulates yeah. us into like oh, loving yeah. it. Oh, and the, sure. and the lighting and the impromptu lighting of this new song that yeah. apparently was perfect. <laughs> oh, also, I'm so unlike for all those of you who have seen A Star Is Born, I believed in this one that even though he like, flew in from Iceland. I believe that like they had the full like background and like orchestrations and everything. Unlike a star is born where he's like come up on stage and it's fully orchestrated. Like you heard one verse in a parking lot, bro. <laughs> correct, correct. Um, Your omission is more believable than a star is born. <laughs> Um, I also will say the joke that really always got me for some reason was the, are you brother, sister? No, 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 probably. Like that <laughs> every time got me. And I will say. I was waiting for them to, to figure out like at some point that they were related. Like the fact that that never well, happened, I was like. Uh, well, that was the, that was the twist that like the only person that Pierce Brosnan hadn't slept with in town was her mom and the music brought them together. But the best thing that this movie does is it doesn't have Pierce Brosnan sing. Yes. <laughs> Question. Also, no. Waterloo, Waterloo, Waterloo is now the, the official song of this podcast. Absolutely. Literally. I'm okay with that. I love that. No. The best part of this movie is, is Rachel McAdams getting, getting choked by her scarf and then, an, and then the like hamster wheel going into the audience. I've watched that maybe six times at this point, <laughs> and I, and I laugh something? every time. Yeah, I really? fell asleep in the middle of this movie, and that's what I missed. No. no. Well, that's not the middle. That's the end. How amped? But how amped as artists, as movie viewers? How amped were you? Where they still got up and finished the song? Like any other movie? Like I was so pumped when they were just like finished the song out. That like made me very happy. Mm-hmm. But we um, all would have done it too if we were in that. Amen. Position. Uh, yeah, but, I been like, I'm out. I'm out. Someone go on. <laughs> so Demi Lovato's name was in the credits of this movie. Who mm-hmm. was she, who is she in this movie? Are you she kidding? was Tatiana. Are you kidding me? 
No. She had like the fourth shot of the entire film. She was she the, was the, the one, I, she was the one who won. The ghost. She was the ghost. <gasps> Seriously? Yeah. 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 That part when the ghost comes to warn him and she's late was yes. one of my yes. favorite parts of the entire movie. You're not a very good ghost. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not a good ghost. <laughs> uh, her voice, so her voice on that, like, 16-bar cut of her song. Of that mirror. In the mirror. In yeah. the she's unbelievable. so good. Great. No, she she's sounded great. amazing, but that, that joke of, like, the ghost trying to warn him and then she finally comes back, like, it's already happened, was <laughs> so good. So, let's, um... Let's go around and do Rotten Tomatoes. I want to hear what you... Th- oh, one big shout out to Graham Norton because we all love Graham Norton. It's always a pleasure Graham to see Graham him. Um, also, if you watch previous Graham Norton episodes, he has a lot of the Eurovision winners and con- contestants mm-hmm. on the Graham Norton show. I've been watching some of those clips because, you know, Nikki Does Steiner he actually do that for the Eurovision? <laughs> yeah. He does. I don't know. I think I so. would guess. I mean, if I mean, it's one of the... I mean... You, Eurovision would want them on his show anyway, so it's probably more right. beneficial for both. I times. watched Eurovision last year. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't wait for next year. It was so year. fun. It's like so you think you can dance, but a country behind a song. <laughs> even even if you're even if your person support representing your country, you're not even from that country. Like Celine Dion won for Switzerland in the eighties. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Please. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty-eight. Celine Dion won. 1992, Michael Ball was runner-up. It's crazy. Uh, like they, everybody. Is it because like the songwriter is from that country? Not even. I think they just submit whoever they want. That's amazing. Have, yeah. it, oh, no. has anyone watched Songland? No. no. Uh, no. Might I suggest it to everyone? Cool. Um, so let's do Rotten Tomatoes. I want what you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is. But I also want, we'll do this for all three of the movies. I want your Rotten Tomato score and what your favorite song in the movie was. Um, so uh, Nikisha seems pretty confident. <laughs> uh, 97 Rotten Tomatoes for me. And okay. I already said Yaya Ding Dong's a banger, but the very first song in the, in the show Gosh. Volcano, Volcano Man. Volcano. Yes. Volcano. Excellent. Basement. Um, uh, Kimberly. Um, I also just want to say that since we're talking about that first song, my mom for like the first 20 minutes of the movie went, so that wasn't real? They're not good? Are they not good? Honestly, I would have paused it and watched it upstairs by myself. <laughs> oh, you would have not had a good time. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, uh, song and score. Song, I think, is Yaya Ding Dong. Sure. Um, did everyone like it as much as we did? I watched it with my mother, so I'm not sure. Mm, great question. I'm going to go low, 82. Okay. Um, Kevin. Um. The Husavik song, the hometown song, is by far the best song in the movie. Okay. Um, I'm literally going to list that the rest of my life. And I'm calling it now that Natalie Weiss will do a cover, and I will love that as well. Um, so that's going to happen, so I can't wait. And my Rotten Tomatoes score is uh, 89. Okay. Uh, Haley? Uh, I'm going to go 96 and Double Trouble. Double Trouble, great song. Aaron? I'm going to say 93 and K 
Can I say song along? Or does that not count? Because yeah. that's all cut. No, yes. it's, listed, it's listed as one song on the album. All right. Then I, then I go, I go song along. Song along is my favorite. Just that sure. that's what they called it. Uh-huh. Song along, I know. Um, <laughs> I, think, I, I think mine is Husavik, my hometown. I'm with Kevin on that one. Um, uh, but let's go with, you are all very wrong. It has a 64%. No. What? I feel like I feel like it's an acquired taste. Will Ferrell, like, right? like yeah, makes there's sense. no audience score though, so I can't. Uh, there's no audience score, so I can't mm. compare it. Um, but I here's hate the, America. Here's the consensus: Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, contains inspired ingredients and laugh out loud moments, but they're outnumbered by the flat stretches in this overlong comedy. Um, that is interesting because it is a long movie but you think about it if this was a regular Will Ferrell movie there wouldn't be song numbers so if you cut out all the song numbers which is what like a half hour maybe mm-hmm. maybe 20 minutes all 20, of a sudden that's trimmed from probably. the movie like it's just an interesting I mean I loved it I don't care they're wrong. it's just one person's thought like or critics thought and critics can be wrong so it's like yeah for yeah. sure and I'm um, watching it anyway so who cares I, oh hell yeah I'm probably um, again tonight Hell yeah. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, so we've now done that. So now let's, uh, let's uh, take a little time travel machine back uh, to 2003. Um, we're going to talk A Mighty Wind. Um, now, A Mighty Wind, for a little background, is one of the Christopher Guest movies. He does all the mockumentaries. You may have seen um, Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show, probably the two most famous of those. Um, um, Spinal Tap is technically not a Christopher Guest movie because Rob Reiner directed it. However, I bring that up because they created The Folksman the same time, around the same time that they did um, Spinal Tap. They actually toured the country as Folksman and Spinal Tap. So people came to see Spinal Tap, but the folksman opened and they got booed off the stage. People didn't know it was the same people. So this movie was developed as a vehicle for the folksman. And I sent out that SNL sketch um, from the 1980s where they actually do the folksman because Harry Shear and Christopher Guest were 80s members, uh, short-lived 80s members on SNL. And Michael McKean was the guest that week. Um, so they did it like that. A mighty Mark. wind. A mighty wind was a. Um, a mighty wind was a uh, was supposed to be a vehicle, or they always had the concept that it was going to be a vehicle for the folksman. However, you know, obviously we saw what it really became about. Um, um, Mitch and Mickey. You, 
Mitch and Mickey, um, at, at least as the centerpiece of, of that. Um, it was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Song. Nice. Um, they performed in character at the Oscars. Uh, Michael McKean and his wife, Annette O'Toole, who you may know from Spallville, um, wrote the song. Yes. And um, uh, it lost, however, to um, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Enya. Um, Damn. Um, so Into the West. Um, yeah. So also, that, the fact that Christopher Guest is married to Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, and is the six-figured man, six-fingered man from yeah. uh, Princess Bride, from Princess Bride, like still blows my mind that that's right? the same. I have heard that before in my life, and I clearly, from my face, forget that every time. It blows my mind every time. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. Also, if you didn't see, also on Netflix, he, he created a straight for Netflix movie called Mascots. Yeah. Um, about mascots uh, for college or, or, or non-professional sports. Um, that was fun. Um, but let's, uh, I guess let's go around the, the ring. Um, I, I want to know if you had seen it before uh, and your thoughts on this movie. Um, Kimberly, let's start with you. Sure. I saw it. I think when it first came out, because my dad is a huge fan of Christopher Guest movies and Best in Show was like heavy rotation growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I think my whole family could quote the beat, the busy beat, like that all of Best in Show. Sure, sure. Um, But I had not seen it since until today when I watched it outside attempting to get a tan. And thoughts? (laughs) Oh my God, it's so funny. Kevin? Kevin? Cool. Kid. I saw this movie. You look like the you look like the uh, the cover of an '80s VHS, like Risky Business or like a John Hughes movie. Uh, Absolutely, uh, 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 that's it. Totally. Uh, I saw this movie in the theaters when it came out. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was a joke movie. So I oh. saw it and didn't get it and thought it was really dumb. And then I haven't ever rewatched it until this time. And now I know what Christopher Guest movies are and I get it. And like, I was hysterical the entire time. But the first time I saw this, I was like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. And like, very- You probably had glasses on like that. I probably did. (laughs) But I was very just like, didn't understand it. And like wanted it, it took it literally. And I was like, I don't get it. They're witches? Like this doesn't make sense. And so like, I didn't get it, but now I love it. Uh, Nikisha. I never heard of it, uh, and I didn't want to look up anything going into it. So when I watched it, I was so happy to see a crap ton of familiar faces and people that I have loved growing up during the years. And it was just hilarious to me. I love documentaries, music documentaries, and this mockumentary was everything to me. So I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Haley. Um, I think I had seen this movie in theaters when it came out because I am a huge Guffman, Christopher Guest, Mecca fan. Um, this is not my favorite out of what I call the three. I have not seen for your consideration. Um, so what I call the three are Guffman, Best in Show, and A Mighty Wind. Mm -hmm. And this is not my favorite. And watching it again, I was like, Oh yeah, I I, I want to watch Guffman again, sure. but everyone in it is I can't play those instruments, so they're more talented than me. Uh, Aaron, um, I want I think I watched this movie in college because um, this was my junior year in college, 
And I think a bunch of our, a group of us went because, you know, like all BFA musical theater majors were all like waiting for Guffman fans. So we knew a new Christopher Guest movie was coming out. So we wanted to go see it in the theaters. From then, this was a CD that stayed in my car for a while. I listened to, I, I wore out this CD. I love this music and I love this movie. I think it's so good. I think it's, I, wa- I would say it's probably my, of the three, because I think this is the trifecta. Because I've, I've seen all of them except for Spinal Tap. I tried to watch Spinal Tap, but couldn't get through it. Um, and I think this one's, uh, I, this is what I consider the trifecta. I think this agreed, this might be my least favorite, but that is a very thin, like, upper, like, a, a very thin first, second, third, up, up sure. on top. Like, um, it's one of my, I love this movie. I love this yeah. movie so much. Um, I love this movie too. I had seen this like maybe twice before. I definitely knew the songs. And I, I honestly, it's one of those things where like, I forgot I knew the songs. And then, and then like, Eat It Joe's would come on. And, and like, I would like, weirdly like, no, and it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't. Like, I, I love it. Um, um, well. Well. Um, uh, however, I agree with both. It, unfortunately for me, this movie is still delightful. Um, I think it, it, especially Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, you know, uh, that pairing is always delightful. It, it just like, it's just not waiting for Guffman or Best in Show. So like, while it's great on its own, like it's, it's hard not to compare it to the ones I enjoy more, which is like unfortunate for it, but I still loved it. It was, this was the best time I've watched it though. I enjoyed it the most this time, maybe because it was paired with these other movies, maybe because like I understand from history, from life, I understand that period of time a little bit better. The the 60s folk revival as opposed, and so like that was funnier to me this time with all those types of bands. Um, um, So I definitely enjoyed that. Um, Let's let's go around. Uh, Let's go in, uh, I'll mix it up a little bit. Haley, why don't you start? What did you really enjoy about this? What like stuck out? Your sound is weird. My sound? No, you're good. Oh, now it's fine. I think it's mostly seeing the community of actors come together again and just play different characters. I love that of this group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think it's really fun to see like, oh, um, Parker Posey was last paired with this person and now Mm -hmm. Catherine O'Hara is paired with this person and what are their characters and what do they look like and what's their background and history? That's my most favorite thing of all of these movies. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin. Um, my background with these movies, do you mean? No. What did you like about this one? Oh, I just, I think there's a lot of like really brilliant subtlety in this movie that I liked a lot. Um, like for example, when the son of like the guy who died tells Mickey or Mitch that his dad was like, he, you were my dad's favorite. He used to like, when he died, he said you were his favorite. And then immediately went after he finishes that phone call, the transition is into a song that's called like, I'm lying mm-hmm. here next to you. And it's like, they, but they lean into the, I'm lying, like little things like that were so well done. And it was just like watching these movies is always a masterclass in like comedy timing because it's not that everyone's on the same beat, it's just that everyone's unique comic timing works perfect together and they listen to each other. So like, like Jennifer Coolidge and like her, like her stuff that she's like, like her, we make it. And like little things like that, or just like really watching Eugene Levy 
and um, Catherine O'Hara play opposite of each other is such an amazing masterclass in how to like understand your fellow actor and like take them places. Uh, I think Catherine O'Hara specifically, when she does that whole monologue about how like, well, I hope Mickey says I'll do this because I already said I would. And like in real time, she's realizing she should have thought this through better and is explaining how she should have done better. Like all of that was just so well played and so real. And you can do a lot of this stuff and be really cheesy about it. But like every actor in this, even when they're going super extreme, like doing the witches thing with the hats and stuff, like everything is grounded in what they believe is reality. So like everything, it's so funny because it's just so believable. And that's what I love about this. I, I do want to call out Catherine O'Hara, but as we, we talk so much about Rachel McAdams, but I think of all three of these movies, movies the best acting moment is when Mitch kisses Mickey um, at, during their performance. And the look on her face of like, just like stepping out of a time machine is, mm-hmm. is the best acting moment in all three of these movies. It was like, that really, that really got me this one. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, what works for you in this movie? Can you back me off of that? Like, I think that I think why I, I, I love this movie um, is even amidst like all the comedy of the other ones, this one has a lot of comedy too, but I feel like this one's the one where the other ones, meaning Guffman and Best in Show, not the ones sure. the movies we watched, but like th- the Mitch and Mickey relationship of this movie is really what gets me about this movie. Like the first time, like they really amp up that kiss in that song very organically and very well where like yes it's a song about a kiss we know there's going to be a kiss but like the from the first time they sing it when they're rehearsing and they both like believably aren't sure whether they should kiss in rehearsal like and it's like heartbreaking where you where like you're like oh they're not gonna get and then like and then when whether it's editing or whether it's not but like all of them all of the, uh, like, both the new Main Street singers and the folksmen, like, go up to the wings to, like, watch the rest, watch whether they're going to do the kiss or not. Like, there's a, they've really organically built the stakes of, and that's the movie and also, like, Eugene Levy and Catherine Era, I mean, like, are the most understated, brilliant, like, like brilliant actors acting, of our time, like of, of our, and and like the duo, the duo of them. Because mm-hmm. like I was like, I forgot what they're like doing other characters other than Moira, Moira and Johnny, yeah, <laughs> Moira and Johnny. And I was like, oh yeah, they have this chemistry in everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that, right. um, yeah, that's really what gets me all the time. I mean, the music, I love all of my with all my heart. I forgot. Oh, and my favorite is. Um, because again, like it feels like there's authenticity to these parodies of folk, and especially when you get that moment of when the folksmen are planning on singing Wandrin, and then mm. they hear the new mainstream singer singing Wandrin. A just like the visceral like reaction of them going up there, a going up there and being and like flipping into competition mode for like a second where you're like, Hey, this isn't a festival. Like you're not competing with these people. Like this isn't a game where you like show them how it's done, but they like flip into that. But also like this, like, Oh, these are 
like standards that everybody just has different arrangements to. Like this sure. isn't like they wrote these songs. These are like different takes on like a catalog of folk music. Mm-hmm. And then and my and I texted the music majors in our room where like I like in the recesses of my brain, like my music theory came out and I was like, wait, does that end with a Picardy third at the end of Wandrin? And I and then they affirmed that I was right and I felt very proud. But I like Aaron, I liked that you originally spelled Picardy wrong because it yeah. made me feel better that every time I ask about dance things, I'm like, was that a B-O-T-M-A, a bot ma? And like <laughs> Which I appreciated that because that's how you say it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Aaron was when Aaron was sending all of these, you know, music things, I was like, you are speaking a different language right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the one thing that didn't work watching it in 2020 was the um that I was like, oh, that's too bad that didn't age well, was the storyline with Harry Shear at the end. I was going to ask, what did we all... Oh, yeah. At the end, the tra- when, he, when, he's, uh, when he's revealed to be trans. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I was like, this, this, this storyline did not age very well. Because it's a weird... Oh, I it's thought weird it kind be- of did. So they treat it with respect. So it's confusing a little bit in today's time because they so they treat it with respect because they're not like outwardly laughing at him. He's still a part of the group, but it's obviously used as a comic element because of because he's the base. Exactly. And they eat at Joe's. It's supposed to be funny because he's dressed as a woman. So like it's 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 it, it like it's not outwardly making you uneasy, but it clearly is not done in a respectful way. Right. No. Um, Nikisha, you're up. Yeah, uh, I will say I'm glad that I haven't watched any of the other Christopher Guest movies to compare this to because I had a good time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The best part for me was like every scene, seeing someone that I recognized and that I had admired. Um, So it was just fun. Like one of the most hilarious moments to me was when Jane Lynch was talking with her husband about how they met and how she became part of the new Main Street Singers. (laughs) where she was basically a porn star. And then, yeah, so that whole interaction, like I was crying laughing at that whole scene. And So you uh, you didn't know Jane Lynch... Like before, this was, Glee was your first experience of Jane Lynch, and like other like side movies that oh, she's okay. been in. But Glee is the, like the main thing. But I didn't know she was in this, and so when I was like, I was like, what? I didn't know um, Parker Posey was in this. So I was like, oh my sure. gosh, we're watching Josie, and that's where I know from. Um, but yeah, it was funny. Yeah. when I was watching this, I was like, oh, I really wanted more Parker Posey, and then I was like, oh wait, I- I'll be satisfied. We're gonna get, a little bit. We're gonna get all of her. Uh, but yeah, I love the I love the music. Um, Wondering was one of my favorites, and the new Main Street singers remind me of this acapella group called uh, the Manhattan Transfer. So I was just like really yeah. digging their sure. their style. Uh, yeah, it was just it was funny. I literally just loved seeing people that I knew, and then the guy uh, Harry that the Simpsons voice Harry guy? Shear yeah. Harry Shear. Yeah, the minute I heard his voice, I was just like taken back to like The Simpsons because yeah. he plays like all those characters. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just fun for me. But now, now I want to watch all the other Christopher Guest movies because of this. And they're all on Hulu now and Netflix, so like you're good to go. I'm so excited. Uh, watch them Kimberly. All. Um. Wait, I had something to say. 
It has escaped my brain. Well, Kimberly, can we raise a glass to Fred Willard? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fred, what happened? Good in this. What happened? I had just recently watched that whole, like, maybe I just watched a compilation of Fred Willard stuff, Mm. but, like, just him in the, like, doing all of his catchphrases is the best. He's the best. Wait, oh, Nikisha, I am so jealous that you get to watch Waiting for Guffin for the first time. I, I, was, I was with you to watch it. Chef <laughs> uh, a stream party, which is Zoom, and I'll watch it I know, right? He really should. I we watched will, it last night because I couldn't hold out. I was like, we're going to do it for this podcast, so you're good to go. Yes. Watch um, Kevin, you will. Uh, oh, Kimberly, what were you going to say? Um, I had a very Haley like viewing of this movie because I have been a PA at a few concerts at Town Hall. Mm. And so the whole like back half of this movie, I was like, I know exactly where they are. Like they would walk down the stairs and I'm just like, yes. And there's somebody just like running around looking for sheet music. I'm sure. (laughs) 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 Someone just staring for you. Although Um, when he's, when he had that moment with the real furniture with the fake furniture, (laughs) Oh. And then the slap of the head, oh. I fell out. That so, was so good. Yeah. I also was going to bring that scene up because I just watched oh, Spinal Tap for the first time like a few weeks ago. Oh, really? And this movie, I think more than others, maybe because it's about bands, like really took me back to Spinal Tap. Like mm. the party scene and like all of them like having these weird little asides at the party. The whole thing about the fake furniture versus real furniture is like it's not furniture um and then my favorite part of this watch was well thank god for model trains yeah <laughs> <laughs> the models how they know how to make the big ones <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge steals the show in all oh, of thank movies. god for model trains <laughs> even if her voice like it was so they know how to write the uh, and we all, all her face and all of us working in theater like we all know that gay guy who runs like a the- like a theater the way that that the guy at the town hall does. Oh, yeah, the house like, manager. Like, yeah. people, most people call me like Your Majesty or like King. <laughs> like, I do everything. everything. And like how so flustered good. he was when someone was questioning him. Like when he said, "Well, are those the microphones? They don't have tops on them." <laughs> like, <laughs> every single thing that he was just so clueless about made me laugh so hard. And I will. I didn't expect him to make because I didn't remember him making the speech about the flowers being dangerous. But like, <laughs> oh yeah, their eye level. All of his, all of his awkward emceeing was truly hilarious to me. Yeah, like when he has to when and, and then when the when the when the folksmen have to um, like extend their time. <laughs> that them, improv yeah. was spectacular. <laughs> um, so I want to go around. Let's uh, let's for for a mighty win. Let's do our favorite song again, as well as what you think the Rotten Tomato score is. Um, so let's start with uh, let's start with Aaron. Oh man, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say '86. Okay, and my favorite song oh, might be um, the title song, "Mighty Wind," the finale. Okay. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, Haley. I'm going to say uh, 72, and I love Never Did No Wandering. Sure. Nikisha? 
I'm going to say 85 and wondering, but definitely the new Main Street Singer version. Sure, sure. Definitely. Thank you for being specific. Have to be. Uh, Kevin. <laughs> the Picardy Third version? Yes. <laughs> uh, 70. And it's the, the, the Kiss song. Kiss at the End of the Rainbow? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Kimberly. Um, 85. And I just had, um, I'm so bad at someone knowing songs. Someone said 85. Oh, I, 80, yeah, that, I did. <laughs> I am so bad at knowing song titles that I just had to look them up. And now I remember Potatoes in the Patty. Uh, mm. Potatoes in the Patty Wagon. Great number. Oh, wait, um, can I change my answer for the, for the, for the, for the song? Sure. Mm-hmm. The Spectacular, Spectacular, that song. <laughs> The um the Quintos the the the, the oh um, skeletons of Quinto oh yeah yes. <laughs> uh, so my my favorite song is uh, Old Joe's Place kind of feeling good puns yeah love it and uh, Kimberly you nailed it eighty seven percent no yeah. good job so I think I think most of us will agree with this critics consensus. Oh, so the audience score is 75% on a 42.5K, um, 42.5. Um, though not as uproariously funny as Guest's previous movies, A Mighty Wind is also more heartfelt. Yes. Yes. I'd agree with yeah, that. That's actually very true. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And um, so for all of you uh, who are a member of Patreon, thank you again for being a patron. We are going to talk about Josie and the Pussycats now for you all. Um, if you are not a patron, uh, we are going to sh- skip straight to our ranking of all three films. Let's break down our lists. So I want you to oh, rank man. these three movies. You can do them in quality of movies. You can do these by which soundtrack you'll listen to the most. You can do these by what's the most rewatchable in terms of a film. Um, so I'm going to leave it to you all um, to rank them however you want. Um, Nikisha has seemed very confident this entire episode. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go to her first. I just want to start by saying that I would rewatch all of these movies multiple times uh so there's that but if i had to rank josie is obviously first because that is a nostalgic part of my life that will never go away and then eurovision and then uh, mighty wind sure let's uh, hop to kevin me um yeah. i would say the other kevin all right so <laughs> i'm gonna say that my number one is eurovision uh i just that movie is it hits that like pitch perfect spot that makes me so happy about life. The Eurovision is number one. Number two would be Josie and the Pussycats. Um, only because Husevik is not in Josie and the Pussycats. Understood. And then um, my third one is a mighty wind. Uh, Haley. Team Nikisha. Uh, because I now have so much history with Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, Josie is obviously number one. <laughs> Nothing will ever beat it other than Crossroads. Um, Eurovision is definitely number two, and a mighty wind is number three. Cool. Also, I think you three oh. girls could like totally go and for Halloween as the Pussycats. <gasps> oh, oh my god, we could. Oh, right, actually, though, I'm just this saying, like, like, everybody's got the red hair, we got a blot, like, everything is perfect. 
I'm so excited about this. I will be in New York. It will happen. We are all hanging out. I just have to lose like 30 pounds to be Tara Reid, 2001 weight. Now you're and I can be du jour. All three in the body cast. In the body cast. In the body cast. Perfect. And then we can cast some. We could get a person who we're not friends with that we've never seen before as the one person who doesn't get the body cast. Right. Um, uh, Aaron. Oh man, this is this is hard. I I mean, okay. Disclaimer: These are all at a very thin first, second, third. Yeah. I might be ruining the lineup though because I might. Ah, uh, I might be saying Mighty Wind first. Oh, only be- yeah, wow. only because like I love all three of them, but you have something that's funny, but also gets me in the feels with the heart. Like that'll that'll hit me. Unexpected. I know, I know. And then second, for the same reason, it might be Eurovision. Third, Josie the Pussycats. But again, they're all very, very thin. It's all wow. up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberly. Um, I will go with the ladies on this one. Um, just ranking from like best summer film to watch outside on a lounge chair with like a fruity drink. It goes Josie and the Pussycats, Eurovision, A Mighty Wit. Cool. I think I'm with Kevin. I think Eurovision, um, Josie and A Mighty Wind. I will say that I think Josie is the best movie of these, but like in terms of like bringing a joy to my heart, especially with the soundtrack, Eurovision number one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. Yeah, yeah. Ding dong. <laughs> well, thank you all so much uh, for joining us today. This was a really fun one. The next two <laughs> weeks are going to also be just as fun as this one. So get ready, all you listeners. Follow us on Twitter um, to get uh, next week's schedule so that you can start watching. Um, but we end every episode with a quote. Um, and this one's a little bit different this week. Um, when I feel your gentle touch and things are going our way, I want to spill my love on you all day. Ya, ya, ding, dong. My love for you is growing wide and long. Ya, ya, ding, dong. I swell and burst when I see what we've become. Ya, ya, ding, dong. Come, come, my baby. We can get love on. Ya, ya, ding, dong. When I see you, I feel a ding, ding, dong. The way that that man angrily screamed for that song was so good. (laughs) So good. Um, Well, thank you all for taking the time to watch these movies and hanging out with us. Um, Thank you to everyone who joined us, all of you. Um, You can find us on uh, Twitter, all social media, Instagram, uh, at broad wasted. Um, you know, for those of you who are not patrons, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash broad wasted. Um, you can get the, the extra videos, all of this, um, um, stuff, the extra movie, um, all of that on, uh, Patreon for low, low $5. Um, it's really fun. Plus other content. Um, And then, of course, you can find us on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five Five stars, stars, please. Thank you. Um, Thanks again. Uh, I want to give a huge thank you to the Icelandic elves for all of their help. And um, yeah, for the murder. I'll leave this here for y'all's murder. I'll leave this here for more murdering. 
but uh, we raised a glass. Oh, Haley, I also loved how all of the Americans were wearing the Arizona shirts. Oh my God. When they were wearing that, I was like, I'm already embarrassed to be here because no one's wearing a mask. <laughs> and then for that to happen, I was like, yep. Well, yep. So uh, well, but we raised a glass. Known, I am not from Arizona. I am from Kansas. Every, yeah, everything's up to date. Um, so let's raise a glass. Um, thank you all so much. And as we end every episode, rider. Hashtag two hammies and a tammy. Two hammies and a tammy. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.